Hi, this is Caprice Dasco, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. What's going on, Spirit Fam? Timothy Lawson here, host of Follow Your Spirit. I'm a little late with this one. I, I promised the Twitterverse that this would be up uh, on Thursday, but I think that everybody can agree that this has been a rough week. It's been, uh, you know, just the world has been sort of difficult to swallow this week and all of the events that have happened uh, in Dallas and Minnesota and Baton Rouge and um, all the controversy and tragedy that, that goes along with it. And um, personally, it was, uh, I will be the first to admit that it was just sort of difficult to get through the week. Uh, it seemed like everywhere you turned, someone was either discussing it or arguing about it or saying bad things about it or being supportive, but still, you know, it's sometimes difficult even when you want to support um, a cause to really wrap your head around, um, you know, what needs to be done. So, uh, with the day job mixed in with that, uh, here I am on Saturday, just now getting this podcast up. Hey, never late the net because tonight the Washington Spirit will host the Chicago Red Stars. It's going to be uh, a great match, I'm sure. <clears throat> I'm really excited to see, uh, really excited to see how the Spirit do with some bigger competition than last week. I think it's fair to say that they did well against FCKC without our Olympic team players. And now we ha- now they have to step up and play a more challenging team in the Chicago Red Stars um, under the same circumstance. So definitely excited to see how they perform. Today, uh, I got a couple... I'm going to play a couple of the post-game interviews from last game. I'm going to play Coach Gabarra's. And Christine Nairns. Uh Christine Nairn, of course, got the uh, was captain uh, for last week's game, and I think they both provided great insight into how the Spirit performed in that game, and I think that it informs um, their attitude and their expected performance going into tonight's game. So first, Coach Gabera, then Christine Nairn. Okay, well, uh, so the result you wanted, but probably not the performance you wanted. Uh, I was I was happy in the fact that we, I think we dictated the tempo for the entire match, which has been kind of a staple for us in, in matches that we've won. Um, you know, I think defensively we were pretty solid and, you know, a little bit a little bit of nerves and, you know, we had four players out there for either their second game or, or first minutes of the season. So um, it, was gonna, it was always going to take some time for them to get acclimated. You mentioned uh, last game that the team looked particularly flat. Do you think the team improved on that in the first half, even though there wasn't a goal? Yeah, I think there was a good energy, and um, you know we were, we were a lot more organized and we played more as a group. Where, uh, where the previous match, it was, seemed to be like individuals and, and reacting rather than uh, than the, the typical movement that we've had. You got two goals tonight, but it kind of just like scrums around the box. How do you think the offense did? You, even though you generated two goals, it didn't seem like there was a ton of really dangerous yeah, opportunities. Yeah, I think I think the chances we created in the first half, we we chose not to shoot where we had we had shots, and uh, with Barney in there, you, you got to get a lot of shots because she's going to save ninety percent of them. Um, 
but I thought, you know, the second half with the insertion of, uh, of Franny and, and Shayna uh, really, you know, added some speed and some dynamicism up front. Um, and for some reason, I don't know what happened to Joe. I asked her about 60 minutes in, all of a sudden she, you know, had an injection of life and she had some spring to her step and uh, was winning a lot of balls and, and, and really making the pressure pay off in, in the final third. And um, I think we started moving the ball a little bit quicker. So, um, you know, I think it's, it's one of those things where we need to get used to playing with those players. And, um, you know, if you don't have Crystal out there and, and, and D, um, it takes some time for players that are filling in those roles to, to get comfortable and confident. Out of the set of players that left for the Olympics, whose absence do you think was most uh, evident out there? Um, I, I think it's all even. I mean, you know, we've got, like I've talked about before, we've got great players. We've got a really deep bench. Um, even without those five, we're, we're still not starting Ordega and, and Shayna. And, um, you know, they certainly made a difference coming into the game, just as, as Stengel and, um, and Benini and Joe and Nairn, you know, they break the game down. Uh, for the first 60 minutes, so I don't, I don't think you can say, you know, we're missing one of them. I think, yeah, missing five starters is 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 tough to handle. But you've got to give credit, and and, and you have to recognize that, that we've got a we've got five seven players who deserve to be playing and deserve the opportunity to be playing, even when those players are here. So uh, for us, it was a moment that we were looking forward to, and um, glad that we could get them in some rhythm and and some tempo and and get a, a good result with a clean sheet. Speaking of um, bench players, you've got a couple of the reserves you brought up. Uh, how, mm -hmm. how ready do you think are you to use those if you have to? Uh, well, it's it's like the next the next phase down or the next level down. Those players have been here since day one of preseason, and uh, they know exactly what their role would be if they're called upon. And then we have confidence that if we have to have to go that deep into our bench, you know, they're they're going to be capable of, of doing the job. And they've been at multiple practices at this level, right? They've been here every practice all season, with okay. the exception of days. Well. Mm -hmm. They don't train as much or as hard on days where they have reserve team matches, um, and they, they train with us exclusively. Okay. So on training, it seemed in the past uh, three matches that despite the result, the Spirit had a little bit more pep in their step later in the game than their opposition. Do you think that the Spirit are better conditioned than the opponents they face, and how do you think that's going to benefit moving forward? Uh, I don't think that's a competitive thing. I think that's something that you know we have to recognize that we've got you know Kevin Boyle and, uh, and a really good staff that's um you know training staff included that that keeps those players uh you know fitness level high but also healthy uh, where they can step on and uh and perform to the highest level i mean we haven't you know we haven't seen anything where our players have to be taken off um because of a fitness issue it's been you know they maybe they have a little a muscle strain or something but uh or sickness so it, it credit goes to the staff uh but also the players and the training environment uh players are doing what we're asking them to do and they're training hard and um, and they're ready to perform. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. So in the first half, the attack looked very fluid, but you guys weren't getting those shots. What do you think was kind of the problem in the first half that you looked to correct in the second half? Um, I think uh, credit to Kansas City. I mean, they're a great possession-oriented uh, style team, so I think we just had to figure out the right pieces of that puzzle and you know just break them down. I think games before it's just been about transition, and I think it was a totally different... Um, game for us and you know we had a couple players who were this was their first 90 minutes and I think they stepped up to the plate for sure and uh, we just needed 60 70 minutes to get going and I think you know if the game would have gone on a little bit more I think we would have gotten another one.
So, I mean, tell us about how the back line did um, and the defense overall with, mm -hmm. uh, you know, three three players, uh, including Weiss back there and you. Yeah, um, I think Estelle Johnson did incredible back there. I think Caprice um, ran her butt off the whole the whole 90 minutes. So I think they, they've they proven themselves time in or game in and game out in practice. And I think, you know, it's great to see them get playing time because they've deserved it. And uh, they really deserve to be on the field tonight. And I think... You know they they're going to continue to show what they're capable of, and you know the more they can play as a back four, I think the the better. And I think Kelsey came up with two huge saves for us in the game. So um, we have all faith in Estelle, Caprice, and Kels. So whoever he puts back there, I think you know they've like I said, have done it in practice, and they can do it every day, and you know hopefully do it for game day. Um, the reaction to the second goal was probably as a team, like team reaction was probably better than the first goal. Mm -hmm. um, is it just a reflection of Tori? getting one or uh yeah I mean we always give Tori a hard time I think I ran over there I was about time tour but you know she's <laughs> been working really hard and um you know it was just pure relief on her face I think you know as a midfield besides Joe we haven't really gotten on the board too too much so for Tori to get a get something you know under her column I think is just a credit to all her hard work and um determination out there on the field so the credit really goes to her and I think we're we're each other's you know number one fans I mean harshest critics but number one fans and for that team goal to finally go in, you know, just showed all on their faces. How does having the armband change things for you? Um, yeah. I mean, like, we have uh, a lot of different leaders on this team. I mean, you know, I can't replace Allie Krieger. I mean, who can uh, replace Allie Krieger or Crystal Dunn? You know, um, I think Megan Oyster's a, a good leader, and as well as uh, Shalina Zdorsky and Steph and Diana. So, um, you know, we're all leaders in different ways, and, you know, it doesn't really matter if I'm wearing the armband or, you know, uh, Kelsey or anyone else is wearing the armband, so I think it just is, you know, who gets to talk the ref a little bit more. So sometimes <laughs> I'm not the best person for that job, but, you know, I'll take it tonight. Um, can you talk a little bit about Franny? I mean, she, the second goal, she really hasn't mm -hmm. had a ton of minutes for you guys. How important has she been for you guys coming off the bench? Yeah, I think when Franny comes, she's a great player to start for us, but when she comes off the bench, she's even better. I think um, she does very well at reading the game and, and what she needs to bring to it. And her pure athleticism is, is hard to handle, especially when she goes in for the last 30 minutes of the game. If she can, you know, spin their, their defenders like she did, um, I think she's going to continue to be successful. The Spirits uh, have a strong bond as a team, but uh, can you talk about the, the difference in chemistry between the squad that was on the pitch t today and, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago with the, with the normal squad? Yeah, um, this team is from the number one player to the 20, however many players you have on the, on the roster, I'm not sure, um, all fight for a starting spot. I think at the beginning of every week, Jim evaluates everyone, and you know whether it's me starting in there, whether it's a Steffi starting in there, it doesn't matter. I think, you know, like I said before, we're a number one fan of each other, so if you know I didn't get in the starting 11, I'm going to you know, be their number one cheerleader and whatever they need me to be. Um, but throughout the week, I'm going to push them so they're ready for the weekend. So I don't think it matters who goes on there. They know what their job is, and they're going to complete it to their best ability. And, you know, there's not a team in this league, I think, that has the depth that we have. And um, I think it's going to show when the when the national team players are gone. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for seeing Thank you. Thanks. So let's move on to everybody's favorite part of the podcast, the player interviews. This week I have Caprice Didasco. And we talk about all the usual subjects, how she got into soccer, her chemistry with the team, preparing for tonight's game. Uh, and we also find her, we also hear her answer to the question, which teammate is most likely to have a body buried in their backyard? And it's concerning. 
It's concerning. Wait till you get there. Uh, thank you for taking the time to listen. After Caprice's interview wraps up, I'll let the, the outro play. I hope to see you tonight at the Plex. Enjoy my interview with Caprice Didasco. All right, Spirit fam. This week on Follow Your Spirit, I have Caprice Didasco. Caprice, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. You are, I should probably even have this written down, uh, you're, you're right about middle of the road on the, uh, of the players that we've had on the podcast. I think I'm sort of just about in the middle of the, the roster, and uh, I think we've found a nice little flow. Uh, and so we, we start the conversation with how you got introduced to soccer, since so many of us know you as a professional uh, but I doubt many of us were watching you when you were playing uh, rec league soccer. So uh, how did you get introduced to the sport? Um, well, I, my mom and dad both played soccer from when they were young, and that's how they actually met um, in high school. They both played um, soccer, and they both played soccer in college. At, my mom went to BYU and played D1 college, and then soccer, and then my dad went to um, Dominguez Hills, and so he, they both played um, at the D1 level, and then um, my dad actually played some semi-pro soccer, and um, my dad's now a coach, and my mom still, like, plays, so I think we're just a soccer family, and I have an older brother that played, and he used to just push me around in the backyard, so I owe it to him for, like, getting me better, and my younger sister actually is going to Oregon next year, so we are a soccer family, and it was only, I guess, like, made that we all play soccer. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Um, at what point in your career, uh, maybe it was at UCLA, maybe it was as you were going into college, that you felt that you had the talent to play professionally? Um, well, when I was younger, being from Hawaii, I mean, soccer was not very big then when I was growing up. So um, I always had to play with boys, and I never really thought about making it a career, but I always, like, we had a pro extreme camp, and we had, like, different pros come out once a year, and um, come and coach us, and I thought that was always awesome, but I don't think it hit me really until national camp at U17. I had a coach, um, BJ Snow, and he talked to me, and he's like, you really have potential to play at a D1 like, school, and he offered me at UCLA, and um, playing at that level every day at UCLA, I just like loved the sport even more. I just loved being that competitive spirit, and I think um, my sophomore year after we lost in the Elite Eight, I was just like pretty torn and I realized like this is what I want to do and if I could make it a career that'd be awesome. So I think it I really wanted to do it and make it something make that happen. Uh my jun my sophomore year of college and then from there on I had to just take more classes so I'd be able to finish before the draft in my senior year. So when what made you choose UCLA? Um I was looking at a bunch of schools but I, as soon as I stepped on campus, I just had this feeling that this is where I belonged, and I loved it. Um, but my parents always told me, like, if soccer were to ever get taken away from me, where as if it was injury or I just didn't love the sport, like, would I still love the school itself, the education? Um, and I loved just everything about UCLA. It was in California, close to home. Um, the weather by the beach, um, the campus, and just the academic side, I knew it would challenge me both in the classroom and off. So. Yeah, wonderful. Both both Kelsey Weiss and Christine Naren, uh had great things to say about your performance on Saturday. How did it feel to not only get that chance to play again, but help get the win? 
Um, just being back out there it was just like and like amazing. Uh, I definitely knew I needed to do well just because I haven't played in the, uh, like the past like six games, and I was very nervous to be honest. But I knew that I just needed to just play simple in the beginning, gain my confidence, just do what I do well, and can can, can contribute to the team. And as soon as those like past twenty minutes um, went by, I knew I could just play simple and have that confidence and from there I just took off and I kind of just felt like in the zone and just enjoyed the game and had fun with it so um but to contribute to a win um a huge win actually coming out from a loss was felt really great um it was a great team performance and we think we had a lot of energy through the um toward like towards the end of the game and um we put Kansas on their toes and I think we deserved that win yeah, absolutely. It was um that's probably the best way to, to even put that win is uh that the Spirit definitely deserved it um in the way that they played and and it, it seemed like, you know, I talked to coach Gabera about this a little bit and I know that he trains the Spirit very hard. Um it seemed like the Spirit in most of their games uh whether they've won or not have had a little bit more energy going into the final 20 minutes of play than their competition. Um, you know, can you comment a little bit on how, you know, conditioning and training in practice and how that's translating into uh, a more, a higher endurance uh, spirit team? Yeah, I think um, even from last year, this is my second year, um, I think during trainings, uh, Jim does a very good job about preparing us for the games, but um I think in the game itself, I think it's more about our team, like, camaraderie and our team chemistry. Um, we are, we feel prepared, and I'm sure, like, we're, we do well the first 60, 70 minutes of the game, but the last 20 of every game, I feel like it's more of a team thing and, like, fighting for each other. And I think that's what our team is, like, our strength is our team chemistry and fighting for each other and doing all the dirty work. Um, we always said we wanted to be a blue-collar team, and, I think we are all will sacrifice whatever it needs to take from everyone, even from the people on the bench, to to encourage and be positive and fight through everything that just just to get a win. And um, I think it really showed and proved to everyone that no game's going to be easy, and we're going to do whatever it takes to get that W and three points. So um, I think we all just see it in each other's eyes at like the last twenty minutes, and we're like, okay, guys, we need to do it. Like, let's go. Like, let's turn it on. And I think we extra have that extra gear in us that a lot of teams don't. So I think that's the cool part about our team. Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, the spirit, even one game behind uh, having missed the, having the uh, Houston game postponed, um, still in third, just one point again uh, behind the flash, uh, the thorns in a distant front um, with six points ahead, the spirit. Tell us about, tell me about the, the atmosphere and sort of the attitude that the Spirit have that even through that rough month that it seemed that they had with the, the loss against Portland, the long time before you get to play, flat against Boston, flat against, um, you know, sky blue, but still being able to hang in there, come out, produce a bit, uh, produce a nice win. Uh, tell us about the, the, the mental tenacity that the Spirit players have had to be able to maintain that position on the table and, uh, maintain competitive even after the rough patch. Yeah, I think um, every team, I mean, that's the only way we're going to get better is going through those kind of bumps in the road. But I think at this level, um, Jim and 
Denise do a really good job about keeping our team together. Um, yeah, we might not have perfect performances, but um, we just need to take that as a lesson and move on and figure out what needs to be better. And um, our roster is very deep, and that's the great part of our team. And I think that just rotating people, just trying different things, different formation, different ways of style play, um, I think our team is very versatile. So um, mentally, I think our team is just very positive, like always. And I think we're always just trying to figure out and make things better and um, coming out with like a new refreshing start. We told ourselves that this is the beginning of our second part of our season, um, especially with the World Cup girls gone. So a lot of us were able to step in and just kind of just enjoy the game again and not put so much pressure on ourselves and just stick to what we do well and not, not make this game so complicated. And um, I think we just came out just with a refreshing start and a new mindset. So I think that's one yeah. reason why we did well. And we just kind of enjoy the game. We've like, we had what, four new girls starting this weekend that usually don't. So the first 20 minutes, we kind of just needed to get our rhythm, just enjoy it, enjoy each other's company on the field. And I think it really paid off. So. Absolutely. Coming off of the last game, what are you personally looking to do to, to perform better going into this weekend? Um, well, I think now that I have, like, a game behind me after, like, this weekend, I think going in, just not taking so long to get my rhythm and my confidence. And uh, I think about we watched them today, and I think I could play a little faster and get in the attack a little bit more often. I knew towards the end of the game I was really involved, and that's one of my strengths is attacking. So um, I think I want to, like, work on that, getting in the attacking um, third more often from the beginning, and then just individual defending. I think I just want to, um, my game situation defending, just work on that. So hopefully that will be stronger this weekend. But um, other than that, I felt comfortable, and hopefully I'll have another good performance this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And, the, you know, the Red Stars do pose a, you know, pose a bigger threat maybe than Kansas City did, but they're also missing key players uh, to the Olympic camp. Um, you know, maybe as a, as a team, you see, you guys watched some video today. Um, what are some things that you noticed that you're going to prepare for for Chicago, even without those star players? Um, I actually know a lot of the girls because I play with, like, youth national teams with them. So um, I know they're very – a uh, blue-collar team, they like to work hard. They're young girls. Um, a lot of them are very quick, fast, and if you give them space, they will take a shot. And I think we just need to be prepared for a very athletic team and uh, a team that will fight to the very end. So we need to be concentrated and um, locked in and concentrated for a full 90 because any chance they will slip right on in and take their their chances. Going to your chemistry with the team, um on the field, who do you feel, and this can be from your playing last year and this year, but which which player do you feel like you have the most chemistry with on the field? Well, I, on the field, I think Megan, because we've been playing together since freshman year of college. We played right next to each other um, since freshman year, so I think this is like our sixth year playing each other, so I feel like we could probably play with our eyes closed and know where each other are on the field, so um, definitely Megan. And then... You know, off the field, who do you click well with? Who do you spend some time with? Um, I hang out with a lot of the girls, but uh, Kelsey and Tor are are the go-tos with Meg and Estelle. I don't know, Naren. They're all, like, up there. 
who has maybe been an unsung hero this season? Someone that maybe isn't on the stat sheet or making the headlines, but you, from your perspective, has contributed a lot to the team's success. Um, can I do, like, two or? Yeah, sure, do two. Um, okay, well, I think uh, Joe has, like, had a really good season. Um, she works hard. Um, she's always been involved in a lot of the goals, and even when things don't go her way, she hasn't, like, started or played in a certain game. She's always working hard. And then I want to get back to Estelle because she's always positive, always having the team energy, keeping us going, even regardless of her not playing or playing. Um, she always comes in with a great attitude and always has a like good work ethic. So I think people like her is what makes our team the way we are. Yeah, absolutely. Estelle was a great, uh, I mean, I love all my interviews, but Estelle was definitely interesting. And then Joe, of course, was fantastic. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, favorite Spirit Squadron chant? Oh, um, I don't know. They have a lot of them. They do have a I'm lot blanking. of them. Do you, do you... Now I'm blanking. I can't even think of how <laughs> any of them go. Um, I'd have to get back to you. Okay. Um, you're from Hawaii. I, yeah. uh, have, I've been to Hawaii once. Um, how, can you tell me as a native, what is, what is the best Hawaiian island? Um, to be honest, I'm from Oahu, but don't go there. It's too populated. Um, I really like Kauai or Maui, just depending what you're looking for. But if you're like more adventurous, go to Kauai, but Maui is beautiful for like stuff to do. I like hearing that because I am adventurous and I, Already have plans on going to Kauai this, uh, nice. this Christmas. So yeah, um, couple questions, couple odd questions about your teammates. Uh, first yeah. one, I asked I asked uh, Kelsey this question, and the fans really enjoyed it. So I'll ask you as well. Which spirit player is most likely to have a body buried in their backyard? A body? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know. I think. Oh, I don't know. Like, Stangle, maybe? <laughs> I'm laughing because that's what Kelsey said, too. So now it makes really? me wonder about what what about. Uh, She's just about... so weird sometimes. I just, yeah, I have to second guess her sometimes. You never know. Okay. All right. Just so everybody at home listening understands, I'm not implying that the that the body buried back there was, like, yeah. murdered by a player. I'm just saying. We love, I love saying. Don't somebody, worry. Yeah. Um, next one. Of the spirit players, who is most likely to end up on America's Got Talent, and what would their performance be? Oh, um, probably Crystal Dunn for her dancing. Yeah, she's, uh, she's pretty notorious for that dancing. For sure. I feel like... I feel like every little video that I see on Instagram and Twitter, whether it's of her or not, there's, like, her dancing somewhere in the frame. That's funny, yes. She's always yeah. dancing. Caprice, thank you so much for, for joining me and, and getting allowing me to do this little get-to-know-you process. I know we'll have you on again in the future to maybe deep little diver, <laughs> dive a little deeper into who you are. Uh, as a person, we are following you on Twitter at Caprice Didasco and looking forward to watching you play this Saturday against the Chicago Red Stars. Thank you for having me.